Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. Thanks, sponsors. Top Spinini, Upper Deck, Heritage Auctions, Huggins and Scott Auctions, Mike Stadium, Sport Cards, Burbank Sports Cards, Compsy.com, and Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication. I think a lot of the episodes of the last few weeks, I had a little bit of a cold or a virus or something, uh, not COVID, but I was just stuffy. At any rate, 924, the last 25 episodes, Upper Deck SP over the years. My specialty is to try past, present, and future, to try to give you insights for the future that are based on an er interpretation of the past from someone who was there, as well as what's going on right now. Really enjoyed that. I hope I succeeded with that. I thank Upper Deck for providing a very enjoyable box for me to review and look on 926. Keith Hauer, he was formerly the Panini basketball brand manager. If you're following, you know that he is no longer at Panini. I think he was very happy at Panini, but there have been rumors that basketball is moving perhaps sooner rather than later to tops, in effect, fanatics. Keith has resigned from Panini. He used to work for me. He's a good guy. He's very solid, has great basketball chops. I know he'll do a great job wherever he is. And we'll see how that plays out. 927, Melancholy, my tribute to Bill Huggins, my friend, and one of the auction sponsors. They're going to continue on. It's a huge loss, but he had built a system. He has a great son. He has great teammates. The show will go on. They'll really miss him, but there are a lot of things in place with his team to carry on. I'm happy to have them as sponsors, and I'll probably get some of the other guys on the podcast just to kind of figure out how they're dealing with that. But uh, he wasn't in great health, but when somebody dies that's younger than me, it, it certainly gets my attention. I'm going to the funeral, which is the following weekend. Condolences to Nancy, Ricky, and the whole family and team. So 928 was Bobby Baseball, obviously not his name, but it's a good name. And he has a fabulous collection, a very talented executive and a high net worth individual. There are those out there. I love it when, just like the executives in the industry, when they have a passion for the sport, a passion for the cards, uh, those are the guys I love to talk to. So I really had a great time with Bobby. He's got a great collection and I'm not going to out him for what his real name is, but he's a player. 929 and 30 were the outtakes from Victor Roman on his, uh, I think, YouTube channel interviewing me. So a lot of these times when that happens, I like to capture part of it. I like to edit it heavily enough that I'm fitting my 15 minutes, but, um, uh, He's asking me questions, which is just a different thing than me asking the questions. And there's a lot of things he'll ask me and I'll think, does everybody know that? And I just take some things for granted. So I love it when I'm interviewed by a passionate person that digs deep in a subject and asks me, what was it like? Or what was the situation? And I think, gosh, I thought everybody knew that, but my mistake. So thank you, Victor, for digging deep. And 931 was the dueling questions with Keith Howard. Again, really believe he was happy at Panini. He loved the guys there. Uh, and spoke so highly of, man, the company, but the landscape is changing and he's no longer there. 932 was the dueling questions with Bobby Baseball. We spent a bunch of time and I just chopped it into two episodes and I told him, I said, I want to hear your questions and I've got some questions for him. He is the CEO of a very large company and I was the CEO of Beckett Publications, which was not a huge company. We had 175 employees at the peak. And it was all I could handle, but he has a larger enterprise that's very successful and happy for him. And again, he's channeling that into part of his pastime and relaxation, his hobby. So good recipe for mental health, I think, is to have a great hobby. 933, outtakes on the prospecting and the Hall of Fame from Hobby Hotline. 
I'm on once a month and I try to capture 15 minutes of it just to share with those of you who may not do the Hobby Hotline on Saturdays or Tuesdays, but it's really worth an original listen or watch, depending on whether you want to do podcasts or YouTube. 934 and 5 were the basketball card fanatic interviews from more than a month before, but the audio aspect of it, Adam transcribed it. He just did a really good job. And I have to say, usually if I can get an audio book or a written book, turn the pages as opposed to listening. I try to do the listening, but you know what? The written word is really cool. Not just listening, but to see it written out. He made me look good and sound good. Very passionate basketball card guy. I'm multi-sport, so I'm a generalist, but I love to hang with the guys that are really deep into it in their sport. And I hope I have some insights that, because I was just at a place where I had the insights and had great contacts and great teammates. And in the early days of the emergence of basketball, very exciting days. And Adam tried to capture that. I think he captured it well. If you liked those episodes here on the audio, you need to subscribe to his Basketball Card Fanatic. If you're interested in basketball, it's content you're not going to get anywhere else. 936 was the sustainability episode with Rich. All my episodes with Rich are a lot of fun. And there were others there too, which I mentioned in there. But if you're not independently wealthy, you need to have a cap on your spending. And if you want that cap on your spending to be a little bit higher, you're going to need to sell some stuff. You're going to be sell in order to buy more. Otherwise, if you say, I make X dollars a week and I'm going to dedicate 10% of that into the hobby. If you want to spend 20%, don't borrow money. Think, I'm going to sell some stuff. And so the sustainability is is not buying so much that you're going into debt. Like I said, if you're independently wealthy, you don't need to listen to the episode. 937, origin story with Tim Trout, another former Panini product development guy. Very sharp. I just enjoyed talking to Tim. He used to work for me. He's no longer there. Uh, again, he really spoke so highly, and I know he loved his buddies. He was a great teammate over here. He, he did great work, I think, over there. Again, we'll see. I'm not going to predict what's going to happen, but Fanatics is on the uptick, and I wish Panini well. 938 was the 2021 Upper Deck the Cup. I wanted to look at it in a slightly different way that it's not as outrageous as you would think. It's not a four-year-old or three-year-old product, but it probably was planned four years ago. And with COVID and other reasons, I try to lay out some reasons why Upper Deck is trying to make the best of these unusual times that we're in. And they have a great product that has a great legacy and they put it out. And I just wanted to report on that. And again, if Upper Deck is still a year behind (laughs) next year and the year after, then that'll be different. But I think this is an exceptional circumstance. 939 was the 9.5 insights about how BGS began with a 9.5 exactly when PSA did not have one. And I think if you go back to those days, I think SGC had a 100-point scale with 88s and 84s. And in the early days when I was the boss, we were winning awards from our competitors saying that we were the number one grading company. We weren't number one, I don't think, ever in volume, but we were a market leader in terms of innovation. And the report card was a big part of that. Again, this was a couple of weeks before the Mint Collective when there's an announcement that is then later withdrawn, was not consulted. In fact, I wish that Beckett Brass had listened to my episode two weeks before because it's not going in the direction that I suggested. But again, I sold the company. I'm not the boss anymore. 940, dueling questions with Tim Trout. Same thing. Again, giving guys a chance to ask me some questions. We had a good time and I wish him well in his new position. 941 was the what if on no flippers. I've just listened to all these other podcasts and flippers are not bad. The, the bees are not bad. You get stung by a bee. So that's terrible. Bees provide a service. Squirrels. I've got lots of squirrels in my yard that are coming and going. I don't know where they're coming from. And are they bad? They're bad if they bite you, but do you want to eliminate all the squirrels. There's a balance of nature. The problem is, and this is the same thing with flippers. My point is you don't want to get rid of all the bees, 
but you don't want to have too many bees. So you don't want to get rid of all the flippers, but if there's too many flippers, that's an imbalance, okay? If there's too many flippers, there's too much competition and some of them leave, especially if they're just in it for the money. So I want to see some flippers. They provide liquidity. I don't want to see too many flippers. I want to see more collectors and enough dealers to support those collectors. And if there's a lot more collectors, we're going to need a lot more local card shops. And that'll be a good thing. 942, the outtakes from another Hobby Hotline episode on the NIL and etiquette and you get the etiquette. It's important that the hobby, whether it's through social media, public or private, that there would be specific criticism that is put out there, but not attacks. I don't want to see attacks. When I was wanting to get feedback, I wanted specific criticism, not don't attack the company or attack me. You can say, I think that's a bad decision and here's why. That's helpful. 943 was my fun time with John Keating on the next to last episode that he had. Again, I thought that was his last episode, but he is back. So you'll find that out later. 944, the next big thing. That's just me riffing on just thinking about some possible next big things that whether big things or gigantic things or or things that never came to pass. It's just something to think about. Some of you always want to know what the next big thing is. I don't know. There's some things that have been dormant or out of vogue for the 50 years that I've been super active in the industry. Who's to know that the next 50 years there'll be a different metric and a different appreciation for oversized cards or round cards or small cards or a three-dimensional. 944A was, it turns out when I was on Hobby Hotline, they're asking about the Mint Collective. And I could only really talk about last year because I didn't go this year. I knew I wasn't going. I'm not going to go to everything every year. I'm real high on it. I think it's fabulous. It's just a great place for networking and for making announcements, which my old company found out that it's a great place to make the announcement. And apparently it's a great place to retract the announcement too, because you have a lot of decision-making right there. 945, the reductio ad absurdum, which is the reducing something to an absurd level or taking it to extremes. I was joking about that because it was April Fool's Day the very next day, but the hobby does that. The hobby does beat things to death. If small is good, then they'll make it smaller the next year and smaller or bigger and bigger or better and better. So it happened. Take it as an April Fool's episode, but there's some things in there that I think we're moving in those directions and that's absurd but that's what it is. 946 with the outtakes from the 70s show. Again, John had me on for more than an hour and I just really enjoy uh, the back and forth with him. I thought that was the last of it, but he will be back with my show and he's got a new show too. 947, near-death experiences. I've been to some more funerals. I'm going to Bill Huggins this week, but this isn't about my near-death experience when I had a heart attack. It's about getting closer to death. My parents are getting older and I think the end is near, maybe near this year, maybe near three years. I don't know, but when you're 97 and a half, you're not thinking about the next decade, usually. I think in our industry, in our hobby, you've got people in their 60s and 70s and 80s. Let's just leave it at that. Whether they recognize it or admit it, they need to be thinking everybody's going to die sooner or later. And we all hope it's later when we're in good health, obviously. So I just was going to walk through them. I'm really thinking about it with respect to my parents. And in 20 years, maybe I'll be having to think about those things. And somebody can replay my podcast and say, hey, here's what you said back in 2023. One more. Yeah, the 64 and 65 top baseball episode I did with Rich. All my episodes with Rich are fun. We didn't know each other in 64 and 65. In fact, we didn't know each other when he was attacking those sets and I was attacking those sets because this was probably in the mid-70s when I got those sets or put them together, whatever, and same thing with Rich. And so we could compare notes, even though I was probably in Ohio for most of that, although I did go to the East Coast shows and Rich was pretty exclusively in New Jersey and New York. So had fun. I'm always going to do some episodes. I got some more coming with Rich. Hope you enjoy it as much as I do. So thanks everybody.